Uh, he's been a beloved, uh, just like a father figure to me and Mina for, since, you know, way, well before even we started dating. Um, he's, he's been interwoven into our story, kind of. And uh, it's, it's a blessing to have him here. He's, he was part of IHOP. He's a part of IHOP in Kansas City. And he's here. Uh, he, he comes through Korea. He, he comes to Korea all the time. And, like, like we, I'd be, you know, hanging out, and all of a sudden, Mina's like, yeah, Rodney's in Korea. And it's like, like, like two, three times a year, he comes through Korea ministering and blessing people of God. Um, yeah, and his, his lovely wife, Belinda, is here. Yes. And so uh, maybe he'll talk, say a little bit about their love story. It's really beautiful. But I want to welcome Pastor Rodney Henderson. Amen. So great being here. We just had a great time this weekend. Is this on? Uh, I, I do want to follow up just to, again, this is my, my bride, Belinda. And uh, as I shared with the leadership, we've been married 33 years. And uh, it's, been a, it's been an adventure as God has led us. Uh, over the 33 years. Actually, we, you know, I, I say 33 years, uh, but the truth is it was about 36 years ago that we first dated. And, uh, and uh, we were, uh, I was 18 and she was 16 and, and, and we took her to, I took her to our senior prom. And, uh, and it, it, was a, it was a beautiful time. And, and she was, I mean, she rocked my world. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and so it was just, uh, but that's been 36 years ago, a, a long time. And uh, but uh, it's been such a blessing having such a mate to run with all my days. And uh, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to the next 50 years with her, and, uh, and that we might do all the will of God all our days. And uh, and uh, it, even as we were driving back. Uh, on the journey back from the mountains. And we were just kind of, we were talking a bit, and we were sharing a little bit about Mina and Caleb's story. And uh, again, we, we touched on this on the retreat, but I, I really have a, a reason why I'm going here again. And, uh, and these guys, uh, it, it was, what, three years ago now? That, was it, y'all been married two, two years. And so three years ago, November, uh, I was actually visiting Korea. Caleb's right. I, I visit a lot. I bet this is like the fourth time this year. And we'll be also be back in December. And, uh, and, but I, we were, we're here and, and, uh, Mina's been in our house. We, we, we just, uh, we, we hung out. We just love to hang out. She's amazing. And by the way, before I ever get any father, you guys, I'm so proud of you. You're doing a wonderful job. And uh, I, I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. That just amazing is that they're growing into the place of being fathers and mothers of this house. And uh, and so, uh, but anyway, we we met at just a, it was a quick meeting. It's like an hour, two hour meeting at what Edith Coffee House. Is it Edith? Is that how you say it? Edith. Yeah. Yeah. Edith. I don't know. Edith. And, uh, and so we, we met. We met at a little coffee house, and and as I, we were sitting there, I just I felt upon Mina that there was, you know, a, a level of readiness for a mate, 
Uh, and uh, just a, almost a loneliness, but not necessarily lonely because she's always full of energy. Yeah, there was something there that was upon her. And, and that day I said, Nina, I said, uh, tell me, do you have somebody in the picture? And she just said, no, no, nobody's in the picture. And, uh, and so it, the, and, and as we talked about it, she shared some things that was on her heart. And I said, you know, the word of God says, do not awaken love until it's ready. Do not awaken love. But if, it, if it's in there that we can awaken love, we can awaken love. This is in Song of Solomon. And I said, would you mind, if you're ready, for us to pray that God would awaken love? And she said, yes, let's do that. <laughs> yes, let's do that. And, and so we began praying. Lord, awaken deep within inside Mina. Love, let it be awakened in the name of Jesus. And I said, would you also awaken love on that one that, that, that will be hers forever? Would you begin doing this and awaken their hearts one to another? And so we, that was just a, a two-hour meeting we had. And it, it was really fun. And uh, about six months later, I'm back. We're teaching at a, uh, I guess it was the leadership no, it wasn't leadership. Uh, it, it was uh, back at New Philly. And, and all of a sudden, Mina said, God, I need to tell you something. I need to tell you something. And it was before they announced at the church that they were, they were a thing. You know, they, 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 they were moving into something serious. She said, I've been, I've been seeing this guy. Nobody knows yet. It's going to be announced today. And we're going to receive the blessings today. I said, yes, that's awesome. Awesome. And then, uh, and so that, that was that. And, and then six months later, December, we had another trip. Kirk Bennett and I arrived here in, in uh, Seoul and, and was doing some meetings. And Mina, it's the day of her wedding. And uh, the Lord opened our, it was crazy. We had a packed schedule, but the schedule opened for that particular night. And so we were able to be a part of the wedding. Christian, he said, come, you and you and Kirk, come and just pray and, and release a blessing upon them. And I'm like, wow, this is so, it is interwoven. And, uh, and then uh, I was in Pusan uh, after they had came down here. This is, what, nine months ago. And uh, actually, uh, the day that they discovered they were pregnant, I'm staying in their house. Yeah, I, I don't know about you. I've already told Mina that we're open this week for her to have a baby. Or the 14th. Divine appointments. But anyway, the reason I'm telling you this, I believe with all my... There's nothing special about me. But there's something special about the Holy Spirit awakening things in our spirit. If you're ready. I just want to start this whole session this way. If, if you are in that place where there's a longing in your heart and you, and you, you're, you, you know that, that you need love awakened inside, do not awaken it before it's time. But if it's ready, if you're ready, I just want to pray for you. Can we do that? Can we start? 
I know if you're a visitor, you're saying, this is weird. <laughs> I mean, well, what is this guy doing? Now, most of the people that's been around at New Philly, they know me. They trust me. If you're a visitor, you say, this is weird. Okay? But if this is your heart, if you're, this is where you're at, I just want you to stand. Just go ahead. Thank you. 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 There's three more. Four more. Great. Just hold your hands out. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Would you come now in the name of Jesus? And would you awaken love in these? Awaken their hearts. Awaken their hearts even now in the name of Jesus. Releasing a Holy Spirit awakening of God ordained love. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, would you not only awaken these, but would you awaken those that you ordained before the creation of all... Would you awaken love across this whole, whole setting? Upon these, upon those, wherever they're at, that belongs to these, would you awaken love in the name of Jesus? Awaken love in the name of Jesus. Awaken love in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Awaken love. Awaken love. Awaken love. Lord, I ask for protection. Protection. That they would be good discernment in who this would be. Clarity with witnesses and, and, and affirmation. Awaken love. Awaken it now. Awaken. Awaken. Go deep. Go deep. Oh, go deep, Lord. Go deep. In the power of the Holy Spirit. Just awaken it. Awaken it. Just awaken. 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 Nina. Just go around. Just awaken. Just touch. Just awaken it. Inside. Inside. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Awaken Todd. Awaken. 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 I break the power of fear right now. No fear. No fear in this. Joy in this. No fear in this. No fear.
No fear in this. Oh, no fear. Shh. No fear. No fear. No fear. Awaken, Lord. Awaken. Awaken it. Awaken it. No fear in it. Awaken. Awaken love. Shh. Awaken. Awaken it, Lord. Awaken it. Awaken it. Awaken. 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 Touch Jim. Touch him. Right now. Deep inside. Awaken it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Awaken. Oh. Touch Roy. Oh. Amazer. Amazer. Holy adventure. Holy adventure. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, as I was kind of walking around, I felt like the Lord was saying during the service today that he was going to pull shame. There's some of you that's been bearing some shame that doesn't that you just keep holding on to and not giving to the Lord. He says, I'm going to pull shame off. He said, I'm going to pull shame off. I'm going to pull some shame off in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Now, over the weekend, we, uh, on the retreat, we talked about what? Talked about the Word, about Jesus. And, and we, we made a statement in the very beginning. We actually read John 17. So turn with me again to John 17. Mina had mentioned on a, on, as I was t- beginning to travel this way, she mentioned that Holy Spirit broke out upon you last week, in in a very powerful way, and uh, and uh, it, it, my spirit just rejoiced. I got excited that Holy Spirit was breaking in on you, and uh, and and in John seventeen, there's an invitation or there, there's a dynamic of. Of the Trinity. And in the midst of the Trinity. In the midst of this scripture. We find you and I. We're part of what God's doing across the earth. And he says. These are the ones in which I love. I love them. And, and I'm going to be a part of them. And, and, and like what uh, Rose said. God's putting us on. The Holy Spirit's putting us on like a glove. But we're a part of this dynamic that's within the Godhead. 
And if you look at John 17. He said, and he's, he actually prays in John 17 for himself, but for the disciples and then for you and I. I want you to listen to this. He's praying for you in John 17. This is our Lord really prophesying in the midst of a prayer. He says, I do not ask for those only, but also for those who will believe in me through through their word. He said, for those that the disciples have preached to, I'm going to pray for them. It's you and me. He says that they may all be one, just as you. Father are in me and I in you that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you've sent me. The very glory that you have given me, I have given to them. Listen, do you hear that? Jesus has given us a glory. I have given to them that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one. So that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you love me. Father, I desire that they also, that also whom you have given me may be with me where I am. To see my glory that you have given me because you love me for the foundation of the earth. Listen. He's inviting, he's praying that we would enter into this place of the Godhead. That we're in him, he's in us, and and we're a part of this wonderful activity in the Godhead. How can this be? This is totally amazing. And uh, one of the things we did this weekend, we talked about the Word, about Jesus. And uh, whenever we talk about the word, when we talk about Jesus, the Lord, I mean, the, the Holy Spirit gets excited. In, in the Godhead, it happens like this. She, the Holy Spirit constantly points, constantly is looking, he's pointing, and he's speaking about Jesus. And Jesus, in turn, is constantly pointing toward the Father. And the father, he's looking at the son. He says, pay attention. Look at my son. I'm well pleased. So there's this interaction of activity that's going on in the Godhead with them preferring and looking to one another. And I made mention that the Holy Spirit's job description is really to point toward Jesus. And so we joined in at the retreat with what the Holy Spirit does for a living. You know, he got excited. Now, one thing that I want to do today, I want to continue this. And you might say I want to provoke Holy Spirit. I mean, I I literally like adding gas to the fire. And I want to provoke Holy Spirit. I felt like we provoked him this week as we talked about Jesus. But if we talk about him, what happens when we talk about Holy Spirit? I believe that he gets fired up because we want to be one with him. We want him inside of us. It says actually that Jesus, Jesus' spirit inside of us is the hope of glory. So let's, I want to talk about Holy Spirit.
I want to just, let's just, let's just see what he wants to do. Because I think he wants to do something very special. Now, if you'll turn with, to me with, in Acts 19, there's a story in Acts 19 that I find very interesting. And it, it's about the Apostle Paul, and he's in his holy adventure traveling from city to city. And it says it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. Now, the key thing here is we read this, he found disciples. But the truth is he was mistaken. Because these guys were not necessarily disciples of Jesus. They were disciples of John. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Or in one sense, since you believed. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said to him, we've not even heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. He said, what are you talking about? What is this Holy Spirit thing that you're talking about? And he said to them, and then then what uh, baptism were you baptized to? And they said, well, we're baptized in John's baptism. What other baptism are they? And Paul said, and John, indeed, baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. This is on Christ. So the truth is, they're not even saved. They just believed that the Messiah was coming and they were turning their hearts in the place of repentance, waiting upon him. And Paul says, oh, wait a minute. This is good. I'm going to lead these guys unto the Lord. And when I lay my hands on them, bam, they're going to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, this is this sounds so cool. And when they heard this, when they heard what Paul had to say, they were baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Two separate things. Happened at the same time. Two separate things. Baptized into the name of Jesus, then baptized in the Holy Ghost. Now, Ephesians 5, 18 says this. He says, do not get drunk with wine, for that's debauchery. But be filled with the Holy Spirit. The verb here, be filled, is a present passive imperative. It means that we need to be continually filled with Holy Spirit. Because we leak. Caleb was talking about being poured out. But I I say we leak. We're leaking vessels. That the Holy Spirit has to, we have to begin receiving Holy Spirit on a continually basis because we leak. As we do ministry, we give out of the anointing and we're leaking everywhere we go. And in the midst of the leaking, we have to be filled up. He said, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled on a continual basis with Holy Spirit. All the apostles were filled and walked in power, 
Stephen, it says in, in, in Acts 7, 55, Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit. Also, Barnabas was filled with the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 5, 18 here, we are directed to be filled continually with Holy Spirit. So when you come into this house or when you wake up in the morning, be filled with Holy Spirit. John 14, now here I'm going to start talking about this Holy Spirit. His job description. I mean, it, it is the most organized and or I mean it seems like it's not but it really is he's got a job description that he functioned in the midst of the trinity you got the father you got the son and you got the holy spirit and holy spirit has a job description in the midst uh, of the trinity it says in john 14 12 it says this jesus said most assuredly i say to you he who believes in me the works I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray to the Father. This is Jesus saying I will pray to the Father, and He will give you another helper. He'll give you the Holy Spirit. But one of the names of the Holy Spirit, He's a helper. Whatever you need, whatever's going on, you can count that the Holy Spirit is going to help you. You're not alone. You have somebody to help you. And and it says that he, He, I'll give this helper to you, that He may abide with you. Come on, he's abiding with you. He, he's literally put you on. The Spirit of the Lord is abiding. I, I want you to get so full of the Holy Spirit today, so full of the strength that you realize when whatever you do, nine to five or, or throughout the week, that you're not alone. The Holy Spirit, that he's put you on, that you're walking under his anointed, that you're an anointed vessel. And you're following his leadership, whatever. Wherever you're going, you're anointed. He's living inside of you. He's abiding with you. The spirit of truth. He's the spirit of truth. Verse 17. He's the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know, the world looks around at you like you're crazy. Because they don't know Who's inside of you? I literally it was interesting. We, my son and I was arrested in mainland China, and for preaching the gospel a couple of years ago, and uh, we were being interrogated by this guy that was just in our face. I mean, he was smoking, he was spitting, he broke, he spoke broken English, and he was totally coming against us. I mean, it was it was not fun. To tell you the truth. And, uh, but we were, I remember late at night, it was a second level of interrogation and I'm sitting around the table and, uh, and as I'm sitting there, that this guy began, he, he, there was fear that was in him and there was a peace that was upon me. And I'm saying, this is crazy. I'm arrested. And this guy's got police officer all, all around and there's over him. What does this mean? 
And I began, I began just, uh, he, he was asking questions, and I began just answering the questions, and the more I answered, the more peace I had, the more fear he had. And I said, hmm, this is interesting. Let me just kind of push this and see what's going on. And, 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 and it, was, it was like the more I came, the more honest I spoke, the more fear came upon him. And I asked the Lord, I said, what is this? Why is he scared? And the Lord said to me, John, first John chapter two, I think it's verse 36. And it, it's, it was, it says something like this. The end is near. The Antichrist, he's on the big Antichrist. He's on his way. And you can know this because the small Antichrist is already in your midst. And I said, Oh, I understand now. Antichrist spirit, Jesus. Jesus inside of me, the hope of glory. And this guy doesn't know, doesn't have a clue. But what's inside of me is provoking him to fear. And I, had, I rose up in such boldness. And I looked at this guy and I said, hey, listen. He said, when this is over, can you and I have a cup of coffee? And he said, no. I said, why not? I said, can we have a cup of coffee? And, and, and I said, it would be really great to get to know you. He said, what do you want, Rodney? He said, do you want to convert me to your Jesus? That would be nice, but then you would try to arrest me again. I said, can I just have coffee with you? And, and, and I just, I, I honestly, I, I knew from then I had the spirit of the Lord. And, and, and I just began, I just kept pushing. And, and, and I, I, kept say, I kept talking to him and, and trying to minister to him. And, uh, and it was so amazing because I knew that he didn't know. But he, all, I knew that Jesus was inside of me and he was of the world. Like this scripture says, the spirit of truth is inside of us. He dwells in us. And he will be with us. I will, and it says in verse 18, this is chapter 14. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Oh, listen. The Father, the Spirit of the Lord, brings the spirit of sonship over His children. He doesn't leave us as orphans. You're not orphans. You're not alone. Oh, step into who you are. Allow Jesus, allow Holy Spirit to put you on and you step into sonship. Take this wherever you go. Step in with confidence as sons. Verse 19. A little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. You will live also. Verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, Holy Spirit, job description, the Holy Spirit whom... Whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you. He's a teacher. If you really want to know what's going on, let Him teach you. He lives inside of you. He will teach you all things and He will bring to remembrance. Oh, listen, all that stuff that you've forgotten. All the things that you've forgotten. Holy Spirit's job description is to bring remembrance in every sphere. Come on, we're not alone. This is good news. There's a remembrance by 
Holy Spirit. He just he says, remember that, Caleb? Remember that experience? Oh, remember that bride I gave you? Oh, come on. And, 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 but, but it's a place of remembrance. All, he said, I will bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. He said, peace. Holy Spirit again, I leave with you. Oh, you can walk in peace because it's Holy Spirit. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives it. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Listen, we're talking about something that overcomes fear. Don't be afraid. Holy Spirit is your peace. He's your God. He's your lead. I feel him getting excited right now. Just in here. He, he's moving throughout here. He, he likes to be talked about. I mean, all of us likes to be talked about. I mean, in a good way. We're talking about a good way to the Holy Spirit. John 15 says this. And I'll just read the first part. He says, abide in me. And I will abide in you. Verse 5. Verse 5. 15, 5. I am the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me... And I in him bears much fruit. Oh, man, this is a relationship. This is an interaction. This is a marriage of abiding. Go, let's go over to John 16. He said, now I go away. This is Jesus talking. He says, I must go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, there's sorrow that's filling your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. I mean, it, it, we're talking about, this is the Father living inside of you. It, it, it's, the, it's Jesus, the Word, the light, living Word living inside of you. In you, the hope of glory. Verse 8 says, and he, when He comes, He will convict the world of sin. Yeah. You know, Holy Spirit is the Spirit of conviction. Let me say this quickly. Holy Spirit brings conviction on our sins. The world, the devil, brings condemnation. For there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Some of you are living in a place of condemnation and shame. And Holy Spirit simply says this. He said, remember that sin. Let's get rid of it. Condemnation says, you're a bad person. Holy Spirit says, no, no, just get rid of this sin. He point, Holy Spirit is very direct, and he points his finger at one thing and brings conviction. The enemy comes in, and he paints condemnation in a vague way, and he says, you need to get rid of everything going on in your life. Spirit of conviction. And even when he when it's when the Holy Spirit is in you and running through you, he convicts the world. 
of sin and righteousness. Wherever you go, your life brings conviction. It brings righteousness. Verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. Oh, he's, he has so much timing. Holy Spirit knows when to bring timing and to speak and tell and open doors. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide. He's your guide into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. He'll bring revelation. He'll open the doors. He will speak truth. He'll bring peace. He's full of power, full of grace. The Holy Spirit is amazing. And we are in the same, the invitation to be part of that Godhead. This is so good news. I mean, I can't, I often struggle wrapping my head around. Verse 15 says, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare unto you. I want this. Now, many years ago, uh, I guess I was probably about a lot of your ages. I was probably about 27, 28 years old, and uh, I had graduated from college. We'd been married about five years. We had two children, and uh, we had, uh, uh, we were, it was, everything seemed to be going well. I I worked at a Fortune 500 company. I was in management. I, as, as a young man, I even I prided myself to be in the place of counseling others. I was in a place where where I was actually a, a leader, an elder like person within the church. Uh, I taught Sunday school. Everything was golden. It's like everything we touched was good, but there was something wrong because inside of me, I knew that that I was out of control. And what I mean, I was out of control. I mean, to the world, I looked like I was totally in control. But, but there were things going on in my life. There were sin, small sin that was going on in my life that I had no power or control over. My tongue, it was not good. There were sins. There was, there was, there was, I would actually be drinking with the ball game on Friday night or Saturday night, and then Sunday morning I'm teaching Sunday school. I mean, totally. I mean, it was stuff like that that was going on. I mean, I wasn't always. We were always faithful to one another. But there were things that we, that we were not surrendered unto the Lord. And we knew that we needed to surrender to the Lord, but we had no power. We didn't know what to do. It, it was one of those things where we were really struggling and really feeling this tugging upon our heart. And uh, there was one guy that worked for me, and his name was J.J., and uh, J.J., um, uh, he was about five years younger than me. And, uh, it, but he would come into my office and he'd tell me the stuff that was going on. J.J.'s father was actually dying of cancer. And, uh, and I'd, he'd come in and I'd console him and I'd talk to J.J. And, uh, and, then, I, and then one day, J.J. comes into my office full of joy. And I said, what's going on, J.J.? 
He said, my, my dad, he's going to be with the Lord. He's dying of cancer. But before he died, he gave his life to Jesus. And when he gave his life to Jesus, he, he looked up at me and he said, Jay, he said, I'm going to be with Jesus. But J.J., Live all your days. Serve Jesus with all your heart. Don't let a day go by without serving him to fullness. And he said, I'm not going to get to. I'm gone. And he dies. But JJ's coming in with joy. Dad's gone, but he's filled with, filled with love and grace. And I, I have you to know that night, I, I, I'm just, it was like something came over me. Grabbed a hold of me and I couldn't get loose. It was this, I I said, Lord, I want to serve you with all my heart. But, you know, I I can't do it. I I don't know how. I'm totally out of control. I don't know how to do this. I want to do this. I really do. And I remember one night, that same night, I'm laying in my living room floor calling out to God. And I made a statement to the Lord. I said, Lord. He said, I don't know how to do this. But if you'll take over, I'll surrender all. If you'll take over and lead me, I will serve you all my days. And I want you to know that night, something happened that I had no clue of what had ever what took place. It was like hot oil being poured out upon me. I mean, it was like, waves of liquid fire going through the top of my head all the way through my body, just up and down. I'm going, oh, my goodness. I didn't know I, I, I didn't know what it was. It totally, it didn't scare me because there was such a peace about it, but it was like waves of, of fire up and down my body. And uh, I woke up the next morning. Uh, I, and that went on for about two hours. And I woke up the next morning and it was like, Everything was different. I woke up. I opened my Bible, and all of a sudden, it made sense. Before, it's just like words coming together, but all of a sudden, now it makes sense. And 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 as I went about my daily routines, sin there had been in these little pockets. I mean, it's like wolves in the vineyard, foxes in the vineyard. Power over it. I mean, it was just like, bam, it was gone. And, and then there was this other thing that was taking place. I, I, it was like, there was a revelation of the cross. I was in America, the telephone poles running up and down the roads all have a cross on it. I don't know if you ever notice it, but every time I saw a cross for six months, Every time I saw a cross, I began weeping profusely. Oh! And I just, I, I couldn't, I literally couldn't drive. Belinda had to drive me places. Because everywhere I went, I'd see a cross. And the Holy Spirit, His job description was to bring remembrance of the cross and to reveal the cross. And, and He was, I mean, I mean, I was so messed up. I mean, I literally, I, I'm... Am I joking? For six months, I'm totally messed up. Every time I saw a cross. And uh, in America, a lot of you are from America. 
And uh, the front doors of most houses are panel doors. And in a panel door, the very center of a panel door is a cross. You got me? I go knock on the door. Ah! People would come to the door. They said, are you okay? What's wrong with you? And I said, oh! A revelation of the cross like never before. I was totally messed up. I didn't know what was going on. My friends, the guys that I would probably hang out on Friday and Saturday night. And uh, they, they came to Belinda. She said, what's going on with Rodney? He, he said, he said, we don't like him no more. He said, he said, all he does is talk about Jesus. I mean, we like Jesus too, but we like football games too. But all he does all the time is talk about Jesus. Because something was inside of me. They, they thought I was going weird. They thought they, they needed, she needed to commit me to some place. And um, because the Holy Spirit was bringing a place of not only conviction, but revelation, not only to the cross, but to who Jesus was. The Bible was alive. He, the Holy Spirit inside of me was, I mean, it's all I knew. It's all I wanted to talk about. Everything else didn't matter. And, uh, and, and Belinda, actually, she tells a story that she actually got jealous during that time because I'm just up here in some cloud. And, and, as she, and, and she confesses to the Lord that, you know, Lord, I'm a little jealous. And uh, at that very moment, the Lord told me, he said, wake up earlier. Now spend more time with your wife. And I, I came down off cloud nine. I, 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 spent, uh, I started sharing with Belinda what was going on with me. And she says, I want this thing too. But we were in, a, we were in this place where I didn't know what I'd got. I mean, I was like Acts 19. I didn't even know they were a Holy Spirit. And, and uh, my, my friend, there was a friend that kind of discipled me later on after that. I said, Ronnie, I said, let me tell you what happened the other night. And he looks at me. He said, Lordy. And he's from the south. He said, Lordy. He said, you got baptized in the Holy Ghost. I said, the Holy Ghost. I mean, I was, you know, it was like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> and over the next six months, the Lord began opening the word in a fresh new way, bringing revelation, peace, truth, all of what I just read to you about the, what the Holy Spirit does. It was utterly amazing. And he set us on a course to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit all our days. I am in love with Holy Spirit. I'm in love with the Word of God. And I love the Father. But I didn't know what it was. This phrase, baptism of the Holy Spirit, really means to be immersed in a relationship with Holy Spirit. You know, I, I, I often pray for people to be now to be possessed by Holy Spirit. You know, we talk about people being possessed by the devil. I don't, you know, we can be possessed by God. 
just want to lay out a few truths here, and then I want to pray for you. The Holy Spirit baptizes us into Christ, but Jesus baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. When this occurs, we're totally filled, and we're surrounded by God. Here's some things to remember. What happened to me that night was that I moved to a place of surrender. I said, I don't know how to do this. But if you'll take over, I'll follow. And boy, did he take over. I surrendered to the Holy Spirit. Releasing everything that hinders that place of infilling. You know, the Lord wants everything. And so often, we, want, we, we negotiate with God. But the, the truth is, God is not a negotiator. He really isn't. He doesn't want to negotiate with you. You say, well, you can have this, you can have this, or I'm going to hold on to this. And the Lord says, no, no, I either want, I want all of you. Surrender all. I took a team into Mexico and uh, went in Mexico. Um, uh, one of the guys in, on the team got a hold of the beautiful oranges in Mexico. I mean, he was just totally uh, eating these oranges. He's got a big old bag and he just, he just sat down and start eating oranges. And, uh, and, uh, and, but it came time for us to go back into the States. And so he was carrying his bag of oranges and he comes to the border patrol in America. And, uh, and he's, he's got his bag of oranges. And, and the guy said, wait a minute. What are you doing with your oranges? He said, they're good. He said, I'm going to carry them in. He said, no, 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 no. You're not coming in. He said, you got two options. Two options. He said, he said you can stay in Mexico and, eat, and have your oranges and, and eat your oranges or you can surrender your oranges and come into the States. Two options. The guy, he, he wasn't very happy, but he surrendered his oranges. <laughs> you and I, we've got oranges. We've got oranges. That the Lord is inviting you to surrender tonight. Making the Lord Lord of all. He's saying, will you surrender your oranges tonight? Will you let me take over? Will you let me get in control? Will you let me enter in and take over every area? Tonight, this afternoon, the Lord is saying, can I have everything? Can I have relationships? Can I have the fears? Can I, can I, can I have... That, that place of pain. Some of you have been holding on to pain because you don't know how to deal without it. The Lord says, if you just give it to me, I can give you new life. Is it that some of you are dealing with shame that your parents have actually placed on you and you've made it a part of who you are. And he says, that's not who you are. If you'll just give me the shame, I will take it. The Lord says, let me have your your your, your all your uh, the dynamics of your sexuality, all your gifts. 
Let me have all the different parts of you. And he said, I'll make it whole. He said, can I have all fears, all anger? Can I have every area? If you will surrender everything to me, I will take over. And I'll, I will come in a level that will blow your mind. Now, I, may, I know many of you, most of you in here, have heard messages on baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some of you have not. Some of you need to be freshly baptized afresh like never before. Others, you're in a place where you're still holding on some stuff. And the Lord says, if you'll give this up, I will baptize you afresh in power and in love. There's a place of being continually baptized. That's what Paul says. Be continually baptized. He's saying today, can I have you all? And will you receive a fresh infilling of my love and grace? Can I come in and live inside like never before? Can I put you on like a glove and lead and guide you in all truth? Can I have you? That's what the Lord is saying. Would you stand with me today? Just hold your hands out. I just want to invite you right now to just begin just talking to Holy Spirit. Talking to Holy Spirit. He's kind. He's not mad. He's kind. He's Actually, he's very excited right now. Holy Spirit. I ask that you would begin reminding each of us right now, all through the room, remind us, remind us, remind us. Spirit of remembrance, come upon us. Remind us, convict us, convict us of all sin. Just start, just start letting him, whatever he's reminding you right now. It's sin, just confess it. Say you can forgive me. Just do do some business right now with God. If it's unforgiveness, if it's pain, just just tell him right now. If it's doctoral hang ups, if it's pride, if it's unclean things. Anything blocking you from receiving the Lord. The Holy Spirit's reminding you right now. Just pray. Confess your sins. Confess your sins. Spirit of remembrance, come. Spirit of conviction, come. Confess it. Confess the fear. Fear man. Fear man. A fear of lack of provision. Confess it right now. 
Just confess it. Confess it. A lack of provision. Fear. Fear. Begin renouncing it. Just renounce everything the enemy has right to. Everything the enemy has right to. So I renounce it in Jesus' name. Fill me with Holy Spirit. Use your tongue now. Use your tongue. Say, Lord, fill me. Fill me afresh. Take over. I surrender. I surrender everything. Every area. I come in a place of surrender. Fill this vessel. Fill the vessel. Come on. Fill. Fill the vessel. Just receive it. One of the things we have to do is receive. You don't have to do anything. You just have to receive it. It's a reception issue. Just receive. 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 If you ask, he promises as if you ask, I will give. Say receive fresh. Receive it fresh. Receive it fresh. Receive it fresh. Receive it fresh. Reception. Fresh reception.